0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from the Veterans Administration Hospital at Long Beach, California, with Wes Brown and his band of renown. Our special guest, Bing Crosby. And
0: here he is, Bob Hope.
1: On Christmas Day for these boys in the Veterans Hospital. As I look out amongst you, I can see the Christmas spirit everywhere. Red robes and green faces. (laughs) And I said to Dr. Edwards, I'm looking forward to a great show today. Last time I was here, I found out how to make these guys laugh. He said, I know, Hope, but now we keep that stuff locked up. (laughs) I thought this was a hospital, but I never saw such a healthy bunch of guys. In this place, you're not considered ambulatory until you pass the nurse you're chasing. <laughs> and I noticed the modern friend in veteran's hospitals. Now, new hospital beds have gadgets to do everything. One fellow pushed all the buttons at once to see what would happen. He's now drawing flight tape. <laughs>
0: He'll
1: be in for a landing any day now. And you should see the way these guys speed around the corridors in their wheelchairs. I asked one patient how much longer he expected to be confined. He said, I've been cured for a month. Now all I got to do is serve out the last 90 days of my traffic sentence. (laughs) And, uh, And one patient even had a Christmas spirit while he was being bandaged. He turned to the doctor and said, before you wrap it, I'd like to put a card in. tree in one of the wards. What a beautiful sight. And the limbs on the tree weren't bad either. One soldier took a look at the star on the top of this tree, tree and he said, yeah, there's it. a brigadier general running this show too. I think it was General Lesterbrook, I'm not sure. And you can't blame Santa Claus for not wanting to show up at this hospital. Last year, when he stepped out of the fireplace in his red suit, three nurses and a doctor grabbed him, gave him a shot, threw him in bed and screamed, we don't care if you do have a beard, you'll be discharged when we're good and ready. (laughs) I played Santa Claus for my kids. It was great. I had a real Santa Claus suit and came down a real chimney. It was exciting. They had a real fire. (laughs) They had to beat me out with my own beard. It's been a great day here at the Long Beach Veterans Hospital. I had dinner here, and can these patients eat? The chaplain said, St. Grace, and between St. and Grace, they were ready for dessert. They served six courses with ten-minute intermissions to carry out the wounded. Boy, they really went after the food. I said, How's the stuffing? And the guy stuck his head out of the turkey's mouth and said, Fine. I said, you look like something the cat dragged in. He said, yeah, but he won't drag me out again. I ate him. Oh, Bob, uh, can I introduce our guest now? Not yet, hi. Grandpa Crosby can't come dashing out on the stage like he used to, you know. It takes a little preparation. They've got him backstage hanging upside down by his heels. Well, it's silly, Bob. Why should they be hanging by his heel? Well, he has to stay in that position until his chest slides back where it used to be.
0: <laughs>
1: then they rivet him into a pair of tight leather shorts so when they turn him right side up, there won't be an avalanche. <laughs> but I got a right to be sore. Huh? Wait till I will tell you what happened. It was yesterday afternoon. I was in a department store to buy a gift for Bing. There's Santa Claus standing in the middle of the aisle. I'll go over and say hello to him. Well, jolly old Santa. Well, tonight's Christmas Eve, Santa. Are you going to get into your sleigh and sail over the housetops? No, boy, I'm going to the rendezvous and fly around the chandelier. (laughs) Uh-huh. Still working this racket, eh? Oh, don't call this a racket, boy. Every cent I take in is for a So are you too? <laughs> I see you're accepting contributions, Santa. I'd like to add mine to the pot
0: here. Uh-huh.
1: Some contribution, a can of Minute Maid. Help me, Santa. I don't know the store very well around here, and I'm looking for a present for a friend of mine, Bob Hope. Well, you know him better than I do. Why don't you buy him whatever he needs the most? Well, now, that's an idea. Yeah. Where can I get a large package of talent? Look who's talking. If he's in my next road picture, he would be pushing a broom in a cart. I've got to get something. For yogurt, boy I was going to buy him I I really thought I'd buy him Shorts But they don't have A size big enough for him The only size they had Were large Very large And across the wide Missouri (laughs) You've noticed This lad is requiring Quite a bit of real estate Toward the rear (laughs) He's the low rambling Ranch type himself (laughs) I need to try to back him into a two-car garage on a foggy night. <laughs> from Bob Hope, oh, a postcard from a concentration camp in Siberia. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Now,
1: listen. I heard everything you said. I was hiding right behind the counter. Well,
0: look who's here. Paramount's
1: bad guest. <laughs> I
0: the shoplifter.
1: I just found out your true character, you lopsided lon. Oh, no, I <laughs> Ease <laughs> off your clever hips. <laughs> i, I put
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> I
1: punch you right on that nose of yours, but I never start anything that's already finished. Well, uh, <laughs> look, avocado top. <laughs> yeah, if
0: that
1: head was any smaller, you could use a plumber's friend for an umbrella.
0: <laughs> You're my
1: plumber's friend here. Put your hat on. That's all you <laughs> Plumber. Oh, that's champion. <laughs> Credit from the Long Beach Pratt-Telegram. I don't understand all this indignation, Junior. What do you expect me to give you for Christmas? Miss America wrapped in cellophane or something? Stop bragging. You couldn't get within a mile of Miss America with Errol Flynn on a leash. (laughs) Hey, look, Montrose, I'm going to settle this question once and for all, Murgatroyd. You'll ask you, Montrose. I shall (laughs) demonstrate to all concerned just who is the biker and who has the generous heart in this team. Now, for your Christmas gift from me, I want you to pick out... Anything in the place? Very generous, that living. No, I mean it. I, I mean it. Young ladies. Yes. Yeah. I'll take that. No. <laughs> right. No. No. worked on anything? Well, I mean that three hundred uh, oh. dollar set of silver over there. Just, just wrap it up as my present to Mister Holmes. To me? Hmm. Well, I'll top that. Oh. As my present to him, lady, wrap up a five hundred dollar set of silverware. I'll raise my gift to you to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Well, I'll raise mine to you to a thousand dollars, and here's my check to pay for it. A
2: thousand, even. Thank you, sir. Now,
1: now, get up your loot bank. Oh, Mr. Crosby doesn't have to pay. Of course not. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What goes on here? I'm the shill of the silverware department, lad.
0: You're the shill?
1: Yes. Gary owns the store. (laughs) there are many wonderful Christmas stories, such as those written by Dickens and Hans Christian Andersen. But tonight we're going to present a story of Christmas that has never before been told. It's the tale of Bingsy and Bobsy. Who, whether you can imagine it or not, were once young. Let <laughs> through the years. At the home of the host in Cleveland, there is a tiny new arrival. Look at him, Dad,
2: laying on his little blanket. Isn't he just what you wanted for Christmas?
0: No.
1: (laughs) To tell the truth, Ma, what I really wanted was a pinball game.
2: Oh, now that's silly. A pinball game doesn't grow up and stay with you through the years.
1: Maybe not, but at least it has all its marbles. Uh.
2: Ah, oh, before the baby came, you went out and bet fifty dollars it would be a boy, and I bet fifty dollars it would be a girl.
1: Yeah? That's a hundred bucks we'll never see
0: again.
2: <laughs> Look. Just what does that mean? Wearing... Wait. <laughs> Look at his little face smiling up at us. Ooh. Again, sir. Goo. Isn't it cute? Penny, tell me, what would you like for Christmas? The new lines I'm laying an egg with is goo.
1: Yes, sir, we hoped we were a wonderful family. Mama was a fine woman so the desire for riches got the best of her, and she turned used car dealer. She had an idea that would have made a fortune if they hadn't caught her at it. She was soldering pennies on a front of Ford's and selling them for Lincolns. (laughs) Automobiles. That was all my folks ever thought of. As a baby, I never had any talcum powder. They jacked me up twice a week and Simonized me. (laughs) The first Christmas I really remember was when I was seven years old. A new family moved in next door, and I went over to make friends with a little boy. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> What's your name? Harold Ellis Crosby. <laughs> well, brush your hair back out of your eyes so I can see it. <laughs> you can tell this is a fantasy, eh? Huh? <laughs> <an> oh, <old> fantasy. <laughs> Santa's coming tonight. What do you want for Christmas? I can't have anything. We're very poor. Are you really poor? Yeah, we don't have anything except what my brother Larry brings in on Saturday night. What's that? My brother, Everett.
0: <laughs> what do you want to be when
1: you grow up? Well, most kids want to be an engineer on a big train and go lickety-split. An engineer on a big train and go lickety-split? Yeah, but that's stupid. I want to be a singer. Listen. That old black magic's got minutes spell. That old black magic that I know so well. Ba-ba-ba-boo, ba-boo, ba-ba-boo, ba-ba-boo, ba-boo want to be when you grow up. Engineer and go lickety split and run over you. Come on. Poor little fella. I couldn't forget the pitiful figure he made. Standing there, his face pinched with cold, his cheeks blue and big holes in his money belt. All little Bing wanted for Christmas was a pair of keys. I knew he wouldn't get him, so I started to whittle him a pair. But the Crosbys moved away. I didn't see Bing for years. Then one day he walked into my backyard and said, Hi. Where you been? Well, we moved to Spokane, where I finished grammar school, high school, then I enrolled in Gonzaga University, from which I graduated with high honors. From there I went to the Sorbonne in Paris, where I studied for her, and I acquired my master's degree in music. What have you been doing? I finished your skis. (laughs) Double dandy. I don't ski, but they'll keep me from falling down open manholes, I
0: guess.
1: Say, who's this cute bit of fluff coming through the gate? Hey. You,
2: Bobbie Oh,
1: she's my fiance. She's so crazy about me, she thinks I'm the only guy in the world. Uh,
2: hello, bobsey. I just thought I'd come over. Well, who's
0: this? Over the river, Charlie.
1: Skip the gutter. <laughs> Fluffy up your feathers, will you? I'm a chicken inspector. <laughs> I'm Kid Pepper. You can't shake me. Squeeze
0: me, kid. Squeeze me, kid. I'm a lemon.
1: The ushers will now pass among you with
0: tongues. You're quite a dish, honey. I'm in a generous mood today. You may kiss me if you like. Oh, thank
2: you. Oh, come on, honey. Let's go where we can be alone.
1: I decided I couldn't let him get away with that, so I yelled. You? Yeah, what do you want? You forgot your skis. <laughs> I didn't see Bing for several years, but they told me he never made any money till the Carnation Company hired him. Crosby's voice made the cows contented. <laughs> when he sang, they turned to each other and say, Thank goodness, Matilda, that didn't come out of me. Please, you're speaking of the Donalds I love. <laughs> I'll take over from here, Robin. To make a name for myself, I went to New York, where I did rather well. I got quite a jolt one day on Broadway when a shabby derelict shuffled up to me and said, Hey, mister, you got a dollar for a cup of coffee? If I'm a bum in this thing, I may as well be a high-class one. <laughs> Get away from me, you panhandler. You ought to be ashamed. Haven't you any higher ambition than this? Yeah. What is it? I want to be an engineer in a big train and go lickety-split. <laughs> I'm in awful shape. Can you help me? I'm sorry, but I've worked hard here in New York for what I've attained. Had you applied yourself as I did, you might have achieved a place for yourself on Broadway as I have. Now, on your way. Go along. I'm busy. Okay. no, hey, I get your paper. To head to of here you moaning paper. at Oil a China's Express. I took pity on Bob, and I added him to my vaudeville act when my seal died. <laughs> Perfectly, and I soon taught him to sit up, clap his flippers. Oh, what an act it was. By the light By the of the silvery moon. It rhymes with June and croon and spoon and goon, and Lance Brown's band out of tune.
0: Say, <laughs> 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 hey, Joe. Yeah,
1: Mo. Did you hear what the fella said when he buried the light bulb under the ice house? Now, what did the fella say when he buried the light bulb under the ice house? Masters in the cold, cold ground. <laughs> That night was Christmas Eve in the little theater we were playing in Kansas. Christmas Eve, a time of warmth and good fellowship, especially among homeless actors. As we sat in our dressing room after the performance, the door opened. The manager of the theater stuck his head in with a genial gleam in his eye. He smiled and said, You no-talent you are fired! (laughs) Fired? For what? That ain't enough of your act this bad, but ever since you've been here, we've been missing popcorn for the machine in the lobby. And all I understand your agent is living here in the dressing room with you. A pack of lies. We never stole anything out of the lobby. And our agent's never been in this room. Just pack
0: up and get out.
1: Well, open the trunk. Gee, thanks, fellas. It's hard to breathe through all that popcorn. <laughs> The two boys made picture after picture for Paramount. And now, to crown their achievements, they are summoned to the office of Y. Frank Freeman, the president of Paramount Studios, who is about to appoint an executive director. May the best man win. Well, hello, boys. Well, hello. Hello, Mr. Freeman. How are you, you, boys? I won't keep you waiting because I know you're anxious to know my position. Naturally, executive director is an important job. So we chose the man with the most talent. Swell, where's my desk? A man who was most charming and handsome—a very clear description of me. Thank you. And you go ahead Peter. it. So I want you both to meet the man we selected. Well, don't stand there and see the paper. Oh, do Frankie, what are you doing at Long Beach? Well, the shrimp boats landed, and I fought my way out of the net. <laughs> you all the season's best. Merry Christmas.
0: david's bridal where brides and bridesmaids get fabulously dressed we let our friends pick out what we wear show off our dance moves obsess over every little detail hold your hand through it all smile bravely when it's time to let go make your dreams come true the things we do for love only at david's bridal